0: Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to talk about ignorance. If you teach class regularly, and especially if you've been doing it for a while, this is just going to happen. Somebody is going to come up to you and tell you that your moves don't work. Almost always, it's going to be a white belt that's been training less than a year, and probably less than six months. I had, it happen, uh, I had this happen to me twice yesterday from two different students. One had been training a couple of weeks and one had been training under a year. And one said, hey man, I tried that move that you taught last week and it didn't work. Another guy was rolling uh, with one of my brown belt students. And the guy was like, man, that move that Scaff just taught, I just tried it. It didn't work. I guess it's just his moves don't work. This is the second or third move he's taught that it just hasn't worked for me. And in the past, that would drive me insane. Like that would really make me angry. And I really took it as an attack on, oh, you don't think my moves work? Like, now I need to jack you up to prove that... You know, I'm way better than you and maybe you'll listen next time and if you just do what I say. And now I realize that that comes from a place of insecurity and it comes out of a place of my pride's hurt because I want everyone to see me as a grappling genius. If I'm being honest, there are times that the black belt, teaching in front of the room, we want everyone to think we're super smart and that we understand all these invisible principles. And so when a student, you know, tells you something that, you know, you're putting so much time and effort and you spent years and years and years studying, you know, comes in and says, yeah, well, your move doesn't work. It really stings. But what I've really learned from this is that I need to start seeing it from their perspective. And so while I got frustrated yesterday, I started to kind of look where they're coming from. And it's out of a place of ignorance because anybody that's trained and especially attained a blue belt, they kind of understand the process. They understand how long it takes to add a move or a technique into their game. It could take months and sometimes years. There have been movements that somebody's taught me and at the time it didn't work for me. And I didn't think that I was capable of doing that movement. And a couple of years later, something clicked. My skills had gotten better in other areas. And all of a sudden, now I could do this move. And these guys haven't gone through that process yet. They're used to step A, step B, step C, step D, and then something working. That if they just follow a process that... They're going to have instant success. And there are a lot of things in this world where that's true. You can follow a recipe, okay? We all have followed a recipe and made something delicious. Now, now creating food, that's a whole other thing, you know, that takes years and years and years and, and world class expertise to you know work and cook at a Michelin starred restaurant. But just to hey, I'm inviting a girl over. We've gone out for a couple of months. I want to surprise her with a dinner. I look, I've done that a couple of times and I've made some pretty good meals. <laughs> but jujitsu is not like that. And In both instances, it was funny because both students said the exact same name. They used one of the brown belt students here who's a beast. He's 230 pounds. He's been training a long time. And they're both, you know, one guy, as I'd said, he's only been training a few weeks. He's maybe taken six classes. And he's wanting moves me to teach him something that's going to get him success against this brown belt. The other student same thing he just he doesn't quite understand the process it takes to make a movement work on a highly skilled practitioner and more importantly what I had to look deep inside myself and I had to think of all the times I've been ignorant and said things like that There's been times that I've really questioned what Brandon was teaching. It happened just the other day where I had doubts in my mind of the technique. And obviously, I didn't go up to Brandon and go, hey, man, like, I don't think your movement worked because I understand that Brandon is a phenomenal black belt. He's very, very good, but those doubts still creeped in. And there's been times I've doubted Marcelo Garcia. When I was really looking at the North South choke, I watched his videos and I was like, man, Marcelo sucks at teaching. I just I couldn't hear what he was saying, and I tried his movements and I'm like, man, this Mar- like I know Marcelo's amazing, but dude can't teach, or you know, this move's not for me. And I was wrong. <laughs> I found a Marcelo video, it clicked for me one day, and now the North-South one of my favorite movements. And there's a lot of students that have learned the North-South from me that I just took the details from Marcelo Garcia. And when you start to think about all the times that you've said things, or when you've quite not understood, or you've just had a lack of knowledge or information, or you, you start to... Let that go a little bit. The frustration of a student being in that same situation. Now, usually the guys that voice this, I think we all have this, right? We all have the ignorance and then skepticism. We all have both of those pop up in our training when someone's teaching. It just happens. No matter how good the guy is, we don't quite take everything for face value. We don't quite trust somebody completely and I think that's a really good thing and that's what leads to growth and that's what leads to you know making ideas better and better but there are students that are a little bit more on the engineering side they're a little bit more on the questioning side and one of the ways that they're gonna learn best is to openly challenge you and The martial arts community sometimes does a really bad job of working with these students. And I know I've done a very bad job in the past of working with them. Because for me, it's kind of a my way or the highway type thing. I don't explicitly say that, but I kind of do. Like, I do not like being challenged in my class, but at the same time, I don't challenge anyone. If a purple belt was teaching class, I would never interrupt. I would never say that what they were teaching was wrong or that I could do it better. It's no, 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 you're the teacher. It's your time. I wanna see what you have to teach or you know, a student might like the way you teach this technique better than the way I teach it. I understand that. And I try, I shouldn't say try, I've always, always followed that that code, I think, of whoever the teacher is, is the teacher, and you don't disrespect the teacher. But as I've learned over the years, that's not how everyone operates, and there are times that students get the most benefit out of openly challenging the instructor sometimes. And I think as long as it's done on the side, not in the middle of class, you're gonna have to just accept that and you're gonna have to find a way to get through to that student. And so I've thought a lot about this since yesterday because again, it happened twice. And I think I wanna take a little bit more of a hands-on approach. For the most part, I try and leave that situation as quickly as possible because I know that I can start to feel that volcano in me rising. Like I want to lash out or I want to roll and just jack the dude up. And I'm like, that's not, that's not the mature adult way to handle this. I think what I really need to do is show them me using the technique against them and then possibly even against the guy that they're not having success with. Because maybe that guy is doing something different that's stopping the technique that I'm trying, you know, that I showed them. And maybe there is a slight flaw in my technique and this guy could expose it for me. Or the student will see, oh, okay, well, it didn't, I didn't have success because I did blank. Or I didn't have success because Matt moved his hip first or matt kept a 90 degree frame whatever it is i think instead of just dismissing and thinking that look i'm the black belt i've taught thousands of classes been teaching for a long time i've taught at this point now all over the country and world (laughs) i think i know what i'm doing and instead i think i need to be a little bit more open to the skepticism and a little bit more open to the challenge as long as the student isn't openly trying to you know tell people that you suck and that you know hey we need to revolt because matt's not qualified to teach i think we all need to be a little bit more understanding of these students and (laughs) be a little bit more open to the way they learn If you guys teach class or are getting ready to teach class, you're going to need to open a gym, I promise you this is going to happen to you. And instead of trying to just jack the dude up the next time you roll with him, try and see things from his side. That's something I've really been working on. And this alpha male black belt, it exists in the martial arts community. And a lot of the guys that reach the high levels do have this my way or the highway attitude. But at times, it can be a negative thing. There's times you need to be the controlling black belt that takes command and everyone listens. But there are times that you have to be flexible and you have to be willing to, as much as I hate to say this, you have to be willing to listen to a guy that's only been trading a month. Because there could be some value in it I hope that helps you guys It felt really good to just express this on this podcast Because I've talked to it You know, I've talked to a couple of people about it now It is something in the past I would have bottled up And then would have tried to murder that guy The next time we rolled Or, you know, I would have just tried to tap him out ten times But I'm trying to grow And I recognize again that that's not the most positive thing for myself or that student and don't get frustrated guys there's going to be multiple challenges when you're teaching and that's just one of them and so it just happened yesterday I figured it was a perfect time to just get on here and again rant and express myself and hopefully it helps you guys and the next time a student comes up and tells you one of your moves don't work let's all try to take a deep breath and possibly back away from the situation if you feel yourself starting to get a little bit angry and try and see where they're coming from um, with the question or you know really kind of dig in a little bit deeper than just i'll show this guy next time we roll (laughs) thanks for listening guys It's freezing here in Alabama, and I promise you, earlier I almost died working out. I did a Tabata on the bike, so 20 seconds, hard intensity, trying to get as many calories as I can in 20 seconds, and then a 10-second rest. Did that for eight rounds, and it is the best cardio improver and cardio tester that I have found. So if you're looking for a challenge over the next week and you're looking for something to really boost your cardio, I promise, find an assault bike or some type of wind bike. Get on there, set some type of Tabata timer, 20-10 for eight rounds, and just give it your all, and you're going to want to die because I felt like that today. (laughs) Later, guys. I appreciate you. Hope you have a great day.